writers, this is a podcast about NaNoWriMo, and we're here to get you ready for November. I'm Liz Leo. And I'm Christina Horner. And this is How to Win NaNo. Did you As a reminder, Liz and I are not actually affiliated with NaNoWriMo in any way, even though we're friends with a lot of people who work there. However, we've both won consistently for over a decade, so I think we know what we're talking about. So this week, I think it might be helpful for people to talk about outlining. Yeah, that thing I totally do every time. We are just about one month away from NaNoWriMo starting. No. We are literally, as of, I mean, not, no. when we're, not when we're recording this, but when this episode goes up. Oh. No, we're two, spoilers, <laughs> we're two months away right now, but by the time you hear this, it is October 2nd, if I got the episode up in time, and that means we are one month away from NaNoWriMo. We are one month away from NaNoWriMo. And if you haven't started thinking about your outline yet, it's maybe a good time to start doing that. So I want to preface this by saying that I'm, I'm using the term outline really loosely here. Um, when I say the word outline, I just mean like whatever amount of planning you are doing before you start writing. Yeah, we're not talking about a specific type of outline here. We're not talking about like the various methods. We're talking about the overarching umbrella concept of outlining, especially as attached to NaNoWriMo. Because the thing is for uh, just writing a novel not during the month of November, you might want to do a different process, but we really want to talk about what might be useful for this sort of speed writing process that we're all about to undertake. Yeah, and I, I think, again, it's really helpful that you and I, as hosts, both have sort of a different approach to this in general. Um, yes. I know that historically I tend to do a little more planning, and historically you tend to do a little less planning. Different approaches, because I definitely have an approach. <laughs> yes, no, actually, Christina has exerted enough influence over me over the years that I have actually started to outline. And, you know, it's interesting because I've heard kind of two schools of thought about it. You know, the, I mean, kind of the, the like, the mindset that I've heard behind being a pantser versus a planner is, you know, pantsers feel like having too much, and, and I don't want to speak for you, so maybe you can expound upon this. Maybe I'll start with mine. Planners okay, yeah. feel like they're a little bit, um like um, paralyzed by the blank page and they need to have somewhat of a plan to kind of know where they're going and that is actually more inspiring to them especially when you're in this crunch time in November um, and what I've learned to understand is that panthers kind of have the opposite problem where uh, you know the, the process of planning kind of removes some of the passion yeah yeah writing. sometimes for me writing is figuring out what comes next and if I've already figured out what comes next it's a little bit less exciting. It's like I'm not working through the mystery. It's like if you go to an escape room, but you already know the answers to all the puzzles, it's a little bit less fun to go through them. Right. Is a little bit how I feel. Yeah. Which, which yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I know that's not exactly, you can't reverse that analogy and put it back on planners, but I, I really, really enjoy being in sometimes in the character's mind and thinking how should they get out of this, etc. But yeah, it does reverse some of the work. You have to do a little bit more on the back end. But that's why I've, I've become a planter. 
There's this quote that I like, um, and I think hearing this quote was one of the first times that I maybe understood the way that um, pantsers tend to function. Um, it's by E.L. Doctorow um, from Writers at Work, and it, the quote goes, it's like driving a car at night. You never see further than your headlights, but you can make the whole trip that way. Mm-hmm. And it's totally true. You That's know? an amazing and quote. to be fair, when you're driving at night, probably you have a map. <laughs> but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knows, take yeah. away from the beauty of this quote. But the idea is that you know I feel like for for panthers they like figuring out where they're going mm-hmm. as they go, and planners like having a bit of a a bit of a map in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think either way is fine. Yeah. But even if you really like being a panther, as I do, um, there's a level of outlining that I think can be really useful for you, and. Honestly, because I do like creative constraints, I have outlined in a way that to me feels random and open enough to keep me excited. So in one novel that I worked on, my characters were visiting this litany of virtual worlds. And I decided that I that each world was going to be correlated with a letter of the alphabet. And so instead of doing it A through Z or just doing it any order I wanted, I took the letters and had the character visit it in the order of a quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog because that includes all the letters of the alphabet. And also sometimes you go back to the same world oh, that that's you'd cool. visited. Yeah. And yeah. it actually ended up working really great. I What I did is then I just took the letters of the alphabet, figured out which each world was connected to those words, and then they went there. And Mm so I didn't necessarily have much more than I knew what the beginning was, I knew what the middle was, I knew what the end was, and then I knew this trail. But I didn't know what happened in each chapter. I didn't know exactly uh, which characters he'd meet where. So there's a lot of open-endedness, but I did have that path. Like, I knew where I was going on the road, even Mm -hmm. if I didn't have a detailed map. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had, you know, I've kind of had the problem where I've gone too far. Um, I would say that one of the pitfalls of uh, you know, the last couple of years I've, I've taken writing classes and I've studied story structure and I've, I've armed myself with all these tools to make myself a better writer and to kind of understand the, the pieces that you need to make writing exciting and, and, and like how, all the beats that you need to make a story feel whole. And I feel like sometimes knowing those actually, um, makes it harder because you figure out all these little things and then you don't necessarily get to find out any of the nuances when you write it. So I've, I've written such detailed outlines and this is not necessarily for a first draft. This is, this is more of a problem that comes along for me in like the editing stage where Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll read through my draft. I'll, I'll do a really detailed outline for the second uh, draft Mm -hmm. and then I'll feel like I've already written it in a way that like, I don't usually feel when I just go like, you know, a couple notes about the chapters and, you know, have the arcs and everything. But like, I had a book that I went back and I thought that I'd written the whole thing. And when I reread it, it turns out I only wrote two thirds, but the, the third act was so clear in my mind because my outline was so detailed that I forgot that I hadn't written it. (laughs) And then I was so mad and then I didn't want to write it. Um, so I think that there is, there is such a thing as too much outlining. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So one, one way I also look at it is So when you're writing a story, in a way it feels like you're weaving something together. And let's say, the the way I I often get is, so you're going back later and you want to change something. I fear that if I've woven it together too tightly, 
then I can't make changes as easily yeah. as if yeah. it's, like, loose enough to pluck apart. So I, I tend to like to go into things with that, that looseness so that I can change things more on the fly. But also, again, that's just my particular way of doing things. Yeah. And that's, I think, the thing that's really cool about just writing in general, but particularly nano, is that there's no right or wrong way to do this. I've tried a lot of different ways. I've been more or less successful, depending on the, like, a lot of factors. Um, And so, mostly, I just don't want anyone to feel like there's a hard line between planning and pantsing. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, that they haven't done enough or, or anything like that before they start working on their book. I think what I'd more so encourage people to do is, one, consider what your outline level is like you you may know this about yourself you may not depending on how much you've written how much you've gone into nano but think about what your level is and then if you're more of a pantser maybe challenge yourself this time to write more of an outline or Mm -hmm. do a little bit more than you used to and if you know you're a hardcore crazy binder okay not crazy that's you know (laughs) just um dedicated binder uh, (laughs) creator of your outline challenge yourself to think of places where you can be more more spontaneous to see how that goes yeah I love that I think that's a great suggestion a good place for me where I usually start is I mean what a lot of what I write is really character based I usually Mm -hmm. start with a character um, and I usually start with putting that character somewhere interesting um and for me I feel like the the sort of path that I need to at least understand where I'm going is I I feel like before I can start writing my book, I need to know what my characters want, how they find out that that isn't what's right for them, and then what they need. Mm-hmm. And I feel like plot kind of falls in around that. Um, you know, I, I like to have some ideas of like things that I want to have happen, but mm-hmm. I feel like I I feel like I have the keys to the car, and I feel yeah. like I can start driving if I know those things about my main characters. Yeah, I, I've. I, even in times I haven't outlined any plot, I almost always do some sort of character breakdown Mm because I think it's really helpful. And you do really, more than anything, want to know what your characters want. It's uh, super important. And that's truly the start of where you're going to begin outlining is what your characters want and what's keeping them from getting it. And then, yeah, making it all the way to what they actually need is impressive. I never always get there. Okay, I saw. I don't never. You never always. always. I always I ne- never. I never always. I, I my brain can't even parse I'm, what that means. My brain's broken today. <laughs> I seldom get there. There we go. Yeah, got there. I I had a few years where I felt like I needed to write the end on my nano novel to feel like I'd really succeeded, which was a thing that I had to just let go. Because some years you just can't do that. But yeah, so I often had to have the full. I had to, I had to get somewhere, you know, I had to like, I had to get over the hump and I had to like wrap things up. I think that was only a couple of years. Yeah. And, and like some of my last novels were like, this is one third of it maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's difficult to know that you're only one third, but particularly if you're writing an epic fantasy or epic sci-fi, potentially you could have a really, really long novel on your hands. Do I recommend that for your first novel? Maybe not, but that could be what's fun for you. Yeah. So here's a question. Do you do all of your outlining before November and then just focus on writing? Or do you spend any of your time in November, you know, revisiting your outline, doing a little more thinking, um, you know, that kind of stuff? Um, I would say like 75% of the time I've really just focused on writing. 
But there are times, specifically the other 25%, where I will come back to an outline. And that's usually if, like, two things have happened. One is I've gotten really stuck and sort of need to reconsult the writing, re-look at the crystal balls. Yeah. And then maybe I'll add to it if I see something differently. And then two, if if a big change happens and it's like, okay, everything I've outlined so far is not going to happen. So I'm going to plot down a couple more things to help me out. Yeah, what does happen if you go so far off the rails? Like, you had a plan, you went in with a vision, something goes completely wrong or right. Right. Yeah, usually probably more right. Um, And, like, do you ever just completely abandon your outline? I, you know, I really have to think if there's a novel I've had where things have gone just completely not where I was thinking when I'd had an outline. For me, I think it's I think it's if I start writing. Um, and I guess, yeah, there's two things that'll happen for me. I think either I'll get to know my characters a little bit better and realize that I, I got it wrong mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, that they would do something different. And so I have to kind of uh, just adjust. And, and Nano's the time and place for that. Totally. Really the other one, I think, is if I, I get to my outline... And I realize, or I get, I get to a scene where I want to diverge, and I realize that in my outline I was thinking too small. Yeah, you know, like maybe yeah, I picked, yeah, yeah. Maybe I picked like the first thing when I should have gone to like the second more interesting idea, but I just I wasn't there yet. I wasn't immersed in the world. I didn't know my characters well enough. Um, and so sometimes I realize that I've got better ideas than I even started with because I'm mm-hmm. deeper in it. I think I've also heard of some people. I'm trying to think if I've done this myself, but like realize that their book is actually a different genre partway through. Yeah. You know, there's, there's realizations you could get where it's like, wow, writing a noir is not fun for me. Yeah. And then, you know, the direction totally changes. And that's, again, one of the fun things about Nano is you don't have to throw out the writing. No. You did before. If you switch directions or restart over, those words still count. I've done that. I actually, I, I wrote a book or I started writing a book for Nano a couple of years ago. Um, and I, you know, I had a loose outline, but I think this was a year that I was actually being a little more, um like whimsical with what I was doing. <laughs> That's a kind um, word for it. And I, I got like 3000 words in or something like that. And I, I, I realized that I just, what I was writing wasn't working. It wasn't what I wanted this to be. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going in a direction that I was happy about. Um, and it was the first year that I'd ever had that feeling so strong. You know, there are always times in November where you doubt what you're writing, but this was, this was like a really, like I just got off on the wrong foot. And so I, I kind of like had a moment with myself and then I just, I put a strike through, through all Mm -hmm. 3000 words. I just started over, but I let those words count because it was writing that I did. And I, you know, I learned something from them. And I think ultimately that story wasn't one that ended up being one of my favorites, but I at least started over in a spot where I was able to keep writing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, And that was super helpful. Sometimes you just realize that your initial plan didn't work and that's okay. Now I'm thinking about a novel from two years ago and I think, I think that I really did go off the rails from what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Like, it very quickly, it was like, oh, now they're in a cave. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now things are happening that are different. Yeah. And to me, that's just partially what happens because I always put um, roadblocks and problems in front of my characters and let them come up with creative solutions and that much like, uh, I, I guess, so, so one of my favorite tweets is someone's like, um, man, I wish I could DM a Dungeons and Dragons campaign for myself, but I'm also all the characters, and then I get to tell the story and and, and do everything, and someone's like, have you heard about writing? (laughs) Sometimes I feel like a little bit like when I'm writing, I'm DMing for a set of characters if I'm doing fantasy. That's so true. I yeah. love that. I'd never really thought about it that way, but it is totally just writing a novel. Yeah, and and I think 
oftentimes the amount I plan is the amount that I've seen some DMs plan for their campaign, which is they sort of know where they want to go and what the big overarching bad is and this or that, but they don't plan, you know, they let the characters figure out how they get there. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Sometimes I do let myself outline in November if I'm having a bad writing day. Do you count those words? Um, generally no. So last year I worked on a book that takes place in North Dakota, which is where my family's from. Um, and there was some amount of research that I did count because it was, I don't remember exactly what it was now, but it, it was something that I felt like might even end up being in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a, that was a Back fringe, matter, fringe yeah. case. Um, mm-hmm. in general, no, I don't count outlining that I do during the month because it's so, um, like fleeting, I guess. Yeah. But sometimes if I'm having a rough day and I don't know where I'm going or I just don't feel inspired, I feel like probably there's something wrong with my plan. Cause generally you're like, unless you had a really bad day at work or like something else has happened in your life, bad writing days usually mean that there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something that you're dreading writing or you're not interested in writing. And if you feel that way, then probably it's not a great scene. <laughs> yep. No, absolutely. Um, what do they say? If you're bored writing, people might be bored reading. They'll definitely be bored reading. Yeah. Um, so if I'm having a day like that, I do feel like it is um, valuable and beneficial to kind of look at my look at my notes, look at my outline, look at my plan, mm-hmm. um, and figure out if there's something I can do to make things more exciting. Um, you know, maybe sometimes I'll, like, I won't actually do, like, a character sketch, um, you know, like, all the sort of intricate details about your characters. I won't have the time to do that before Nano, so sometimes I'll spend some time on that um, in November. Um, you know, sometimes I'll make sure that all my characters have a really strong, like, hero's journey arc, uh, mm-hmm. if I haven't necessarily pinpointed what all those beats yep. are for them. And sometimes those things can help kind of put me back on track because I just feel like I I have more knowledge of what I'm doing um, and I can maybe pinpoint like what it is exactly that's making me dread writing the next scene. Absolutely. So this week we'd love for you to tweet at us and that's at how to win nano and let us know how much you like to outline. Are you a pantser? Are you a planner? And um, when you do plan for nano, what's your preferred content? How much do you do? Yeah, we're super excited to hear what you guys do. And just a reminder to everybody, no matter what you do, it's totally enough. Oh, um, yeah. But it's, I don't know. We're I, proud of you. I, we are so proud of you. So like Liz said, you can reach out to us on Twitter at HowToWinNano. You can also send us an email at HowToWinNano at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your stories or have you ask us specific questions that we might cover in a future episode. Uh, we just love hearing from you. And there's chances that we may read some of what you send us on the air if you let us. Yeah, so tell us in the email if that's cool with you because we want to make sure that you want us to do that. Um, we also have a Patreon. Uh, you can go check it out. It's patreon.com slash how to win nano. There's some cool perks there, ways to get involved with, uh, reading our writing. Um, we could follow you on Twitter. We're going to have monthly writing prompts that you could only get through the Patreon. That's going to be super fun. And we'll, we'll probably write to some of them sometimes. Maybe not, maybe not till after November. And who knows, Sometimes having a writing prompt on a day in Nano that you're stuck on can really help you. That's totally true. So thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. I have gone back and uh, re-listened to a number of episodes where I thank you guys for watching. I think I've even mentioned this in the podcast before. But I think this was, yeah, this was maybe the one I just edited. <laughs> that's fine. I'm. It's still happening. It's so, still happening. We still uh, have to train I'm you. I'm trying really hard to remember that this is not YouTube but I'll get there. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, it would actually really help us out if you were to rate our podcast, preferably five stars, but you do you. Yeah, you do you. And um, subscribe. So rate and subscribe really helps us out. I guess there's charts 
and rankings. Something oh, that yeah, apparently. apparently that you can <laughs> be ranked on. We're not quite there yet, but you can help us get there. That's like the the quote of this episode. I guess there's charts. A Lizlio story. <laughs> and then finally, we aren't really advertising this in any big way. So tell your friends who do nano. Tell your writer friends to check us out. Specifically tell your friends who don't do nano. <laughs> and that, get like, them to do nano. Have maybe ever had an inkling that they would want to maybe do this. Because now's the time. Like I said, we're one month out from nano. That's totally enough time to convince oh, all your friends to do it with you. We've convinced people like day of. Oh yeah. Like 10 days in. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know what 10 well, days in. Yeah. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. And we have an outro keep writing no wait there's another thing (laughs) something something until next time yeah keep keep writing this was we just no this was this was our best one yet (laughs) you want me to stop recording i love it i think it's the best (laughs) i want to look up a really good quote okay Um, you're gonna sound so cool when you say it like you just knew it off the top of your head people are gonna be like wow she's so smart she knows quotes do you know anyone like that who can just say quotes some people it's so annoying it's so annoying i know nothing i can't remember anything